Hi, everybody. You're watching On the Town with Tanya. And of course, I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. And uh, sorry for the technical difficulties tonight. So this is unconventional. But tonight's guest is the former heavy, excuse me, former light heavyweight champion of the world. He is the son of legendary Chicago trainer Clarence Griffin. And he is here to share his new book, just released, The Ice Life. Please welcome Montel J. Griffin. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing much. fine. I'm doing fine. Just, uh, just uh, enjoying the Sunday afternoon. Yes, it is beautiful outside. Thank you so much for taking the time. And sorry for all the technical difficulties. It happens. Um, that program that I use, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so uh, we'll just go right into it. So how did you um, originally get into boxing, the sport of boxing? Well, my father took my brother, uh, Tim at the time, into um, to Johnny Coulon's boxing gym to mm -hmm. teach him self-defense. Mm -hmm. He fell in love with the sport and ended up buying the gym. And um, he had the gym uh, from 70, 1973 to 1983. Oh, wow. So um, 1973 to 1983. Now, how did that influence you as a kid? Um, you know, your dad having a gym, like, did you, was it, you were able to stay out of trouble because of it? Or, you know, or it was just like any old thing? Well, I never could. I, I couldn't get in trouble because, you know, I had a great father in my life. Oh. Who cut, you know, kept me on track. Uh, it was just a great, it was just a great experience going to the gym every day and training and working out and you know I was being around all these great fighters and I just thought it was it was natural you know I thought it was normal right until okay. I see how everybody acted towards you know the things I was doing like especially you know being around Muhammad Ali I was around Muhammad Ali from five years old to thirteen years old and um, it was just a great experience and um, being around him just made me want to be a, a fighter. I saw that. Um... I, yeah, I can't imagine. What was your, do you remember your greatest lesson you ever learned from him or that you observed? I mean, I just watched how he acted. Uh, I guess um, I always stay humble because of Muhammad Ali. Um, hmm. He, uh, I, the way I always looked at it, because, uh, you know what I'm saying, like I've met a couple of famous guys, famous uh, sports people, and that was kind of uh, not humble and, you know what I'm saying, turned down uh, pictures, autographs, and Right. It just made me look at Muhammad Ali because he didn't turn down no autograph. He didn't turn down no picture. So mm -hmm. all I'll say to myself is if, if Muhammad Ali could do it, anybody could do it. Absolutely. So that's, that's why I always looked at. Wow. And um, who was, well, was Muhammad Ali, I, I remember you said when he was in town, uh, he would train at your dad's gym. Was, was there anybody else famous? I mean, Ali is the most famous. But... I mean, I mean, yeah, how, how famous, can, you can't get more famous than Muhammad okay. Ali, but, uh, you know, Alonzo Johnson, Eddie Perkins, which is a Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. uh, Ronaldo Snipes, Ernie Terrell, all those guys worked at, trained at the gym. So I got a chance to see all those guys coming up. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, I can imagine being a kid, because uh, I know there's certain, you know, when you're a kid, there's certain women that I was around and I, I was in awe of. So I can imagine being a kid, a guy, and seeing Muhammad Ali. Are you kidding? Oh yeah. my God, yeah. they, would not, they would not be able to stop me. <laughs> Not yeah, it was crazy because uh, you know what I'm saying I you know I would see him on a you know on a daily basis. Wow. I got a chance to hang out with him and you know go over his house, play with his kids, and you know what I'm saying? He was he was family, you know what I'm saying? That's awesome. That's right. And uh didn't Layla get into boxing, I think, right? It was Layla. Yeah, I um I, I used to hang with Hannah, Layla's oh. big sister. Okay. I played with her every day. Okay. And then when Lana when uh, Layla was born, I remember her 
you know what I'm saying, come home from the hospital and spend the time with her. Uh, Veronica was real nice to me. She invited me to Hannah's uh, fifth birthday party and all, you know, it was all a big deal because all the kids was at the camp right. and they was all bragging about who, who you know, who got their uh, invitation and um, I didn't get one. Oh, and uh, the kids was kind of laughing at me. The, the kids really didn't like me because mm-hmm. I was the only one who was able to train at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? When the gym, when Ali trained, mm-hmm. it was like everything shut down. The kids had to go somewhere and play and that thing. And I was able to go to the gym and train and everything. So they, they really didn't like me. So uh-huh. uh, when um, everybody's talking about the invitation, I didn't get it. So they kind of laughed. And um, the day of the party, I was kind of upset, and uh, my father, you know, he kind of sensed it, so he told me, "Come on, let's go to the store. I'm gonna get you, some, you know, get you a treat." And I was in the store, and I ran into Veronica, and she was like, "Man, I've been looking for you. Like, I want to give you your invitation personally." Oh wow! And that blew my mind. That blew my mind, you know, because she was, she was, you know, first of all, she was, I was, she was Muhammad Ali's wife. She was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Yes, and it was just, it was just a beautiful thing. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, so, you got yeah. Good stories. I hope. Yeah. Book. Uh, the Ice Life. I hope some of these t- something's in that book. <laughs> yeah, I got. A, I got. A, I got a few. I got. A, I got some nice stories about Muhammad Ali and things that happened at the camp and mm-hmm. just being around him and you know what I'm saying. Just wanted to be. I wanted to be great because of him because you know what I'm saying. I was uh, fortunate enough to spend time with him. Right. Well, and and just going back a little bit, your dad. Now, how did he get into um, the boxing gym uh, thing? Like, was he? Boxing? He just he just he just took my brother to the gym to learn self defense. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with it, and um, Johnny Coulon was getting older, so my my father ended up buying the gym. He turned Johnny Coulon's into Windy City Boxing Club. Wow! And um, like I said, he opened up in '73, and um, 2022, uh, we still got the gym open. That that must be amazing to have gotten kids uh, probably off kept kids off the street, right? I would imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was uh he was a great guy, man. He, you know what I'm saying, he did a lot of things for people, helped out a lot of people, and you know what I'm saying. That's why, you know what I'm saying, we kind of was struggling a little bit because you you know what I'm saying, he was he was uh too good for his own good. Right, right. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So um uh I know you did the United States Olympic team in nineteen ninety-two. So yeah. what, what is that in your book too? Um, you know, like maybe why you quit boxing at, at twenty. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's uh, the greatest experience of my life. Um, making Olympic team. I watched the nineteen seventy six Olympics with my father. Mm-hmm. Oh. I watched Ray Leonard win the gold medal, and my and my goal, my dream was to make the Olympic team win the gold medal. And um, especially when my father passed away, and um, right. I hadn't boxed for eight years. I quit boxing in nineteen eighty three. I came back in nineteen ninety one. Uh, I had my first fight January 1991. January 1992, I was number one in the nation. I, I made the Olympic team that summer, and uh, with only 30 amateur fights, which Wait. is uh, you know, which is it, it, which is huge. I mean, I know right. George Foreman and Deontay Wilder. I think they made the team with less amateur fights, but you know they was heavyweights and they could punch. Right. So you know, what I'm saying I was I was a you know a boxer and um, Tried to be a skilled boxer, and um, as a thirty amateur fights, I was good enough to make the Olympic team, which is um, that's amazing. The best, the, that's the best experience of my career. What it what um what was it able to afford you to be able to travel and see the world? And- I mean, box yeah, boxing. I've been all over the country. All, I've been all over the world for free. Mm-hmm. I've met every celebrity I've wanted to meet, except for Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> I've uh, I, I've did everything. I you know what I'm saying houses, cars, jewelry. Uh, women, it's just, I mean, just 
boxing just been great, you know, in my life. Right. Um, right. Just the hard work I put in, mm. it paid off for me. That's amazing. Do you know what else you would have been doing if you didn't find your love of I boxing? Could, I was just talking about that to one of my ex-fighters today. Uh, mm -hmm. My, I had, like I said, I hadn't boxed for eight years. And um, I had got a phone call from my nephew out the blue. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't even really talked to him that much. He called me. He said, well, what you doing, Unc? I yeah. said, nothing. I ain't doing nothing. He said, man, why don't you come to L.A. and start boxing? What? And I said, okay. And I, I answered him just like that fast. He thought I was playing. Wow. And I went out there, my whole life changed. And um, wow. I was just talking to my buddy, Sean Thompson, Sean Simpson today. I was like, man. What would have happened if my, if my nephew wouldn't never would have called? I don't even know right. what I would be with my life. Wow, so that's crazy. Um, yeah. So now, what are you what are you doing as far as boxing right now? Well, um, I had my um, I, I reopened Windy City Boxing Club okay. four years ago. The gym been open four years. Um, I'm doing real good. We got classes, uh, do one on ones. Nice. Um, I've had a good, you know, saying a few good fighters, but you know, right now um, I'm trying to. Uh, I beat, uh, I work with Von Alexander. He beat the number four in the world. Okay. So um, we're doing okay. Not as much, not as good as I would like to, but, you so, know, we're doing okay. But uh, I'm not stopping no time soon. Do you ever have any girls that you work with? Because I know one, uh, uh, downtown Leona Brown. Is that her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I saw her in, um, in Brooklyn a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been I, waiting to get her on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was training a girl, but um, I'm not really working with no girls right now. Okay, so I was just yeah. wondering because I know it's you know apples and oranges sometimes. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah class yeah, of weight. So I, I, I have respect for all the girls in boxing and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And so, so I wanted to ask you something about when you got back into um, to boxing and you did the Olympic. You like you left for like eight years and then you came back. How did you, how did you prepare for that? Like, what did you physically have to do? I mean, I, I just, uh, Larry Musgrove, a former uh, boxing contender. Mm -hmm. uh, he um, took me on his wing, took me to the gym, Dominic Boxing Club. I met Reggie Johnson, who was former, you know, future world champion. I was sparring with them guys and it just made me, they gave me the confidence to believe in myself that I could make it. Nice. I'm saying, I, if it weren't for Larry Musgrove and Reggie Johnson, uh, I don't know what, you know what I'm saying, what would happen. That is amazing. I just, I'm just thinking about that, like how many people would have that level of, well, if you won the first time, then obviously you have some, if you try, if you made it anywhere to an Olympic, in my opinion, you obviously have discipline, but to keep it that long and then go back and boom, hit it again. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's so many things, crazy things happen just two things kind of worked out for me and um, I ended up making it. And uh, like I said, to this day, um, I've, I've had some um, big wins in my career, but making a living team means more than me than anything. Of course. That's like, you get picked for that. Like you're the best. That's it. Yeah. To the yeah. top of the yeah. top. That's amazing. Yeah. Being and number one in the whole United States of America. That is crazy. What was that like playing with all those great, people like that's that's the thing well you know i like i said i, I only boxed for a year so i was watching all the guys Astella Hoya, larry Dono, raul marquez chris bird they was all stars to me and i was watching these guys and i ended up being on the team with them so it wow. made made me feel good about myself look at god how could it not i mean that's like you, yeah. you're in the room <laughs> like that's yeah. it that's amazing yeah. so you know, as a, you know as an amateur you watch some tv 
they got boxing magazines you read it. Yeah. And uh, then you got a chance to meet them. I got a chance to meet all of them at the Olympic trials and it was big for me. That is, that's super big. I can't even imagine. I would have been like, oof, just you can't take me up this cloud right now. I'm good. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so your book, um, tell me a little bit, a little bit of what it's about. Is it autobiographical, you know, about your life or a mix about my life and with some fun stuff in it? No, it's auto. Yeah, I wrote everything. It's autobiography. Uh, like, like I tell people, I wasn't the greatest fighter ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the best life ever, mm-hmm. but uh, I was a guy who made a second chance for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't box since I was 12 years old. I came back eight years later. I ended up making an Olympic team. I, I got wins over two Hall of Famers. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 won, I did, you know what I'm saying, some good things in my career, life and career. And um, I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's all because of boxing. Dang, see, you should have called it back the comeback kid. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like, you just, oh, wow. That is amazing. So as you said, you never met Eddie Murphy. Well, um, speaking of which, you do stand-up comedy. So that might happen soon. I mean. Yeah, oh. I, I, I met Charlie. I met Charlie about, really? I met Charlie Murphy, hung out with him about 10 years ago. But um, for these last five, six years, I've been dabbling with comedy. But I really started taking this seriously this last year and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, um, I did a show in New York at Eastville Comedy Club in Bronx in um, Brooklyn. My man uh, Marco, that was nice. And um, I had a show last week. It got canceled. But I'm doing the show next weekend mm-hmm. in um, Salk, Salk Village in uh, Illinois, a suburb of Illinois. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting, um, I'm getting uh, comfortable. Uh, I mean, comedy, comedy and boxing, like, the one, two things in been in my life. Uh, my father was funny. My brothers was funny. Uh, I watched uh, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, and um, it just, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I just like, you know, I'm silly. I always like to make people laugh. So, uh, okay. you, know, it, you know what I'm saying? I don't really have to try. You know what I'm saying? Just, I was just born that way. So, um, comedy, it's, it's going pretty good. I, I don't have much time as I need. I like to be, put more, you know, effort and time into it, but I'm trying my best. Right. How many years have you been doing it now? How long have you been doing it now? Like I said, I've been messing around for like five, six years, but okay. this Me last too. year and a half, I took it serious. Nice. I've been doing it seven years now, but take away two for the pandemic because I've been doing Zoom shows. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, all right. How's that working for me? <laughs> you know, uh, hello yeah. out there in Cyberland. Uh, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's different. Uh, so well, I don't consider those two years, but uh, seven years, it takes 10,000 hours to become like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, it's like 15 that. years about. <laughs> yeah. I, I just know like man, the more time I put in, yes, the more comfortable I'll be and you just gotta put the work in and yes. go, up, go on stage and work out your material and just uh, be confident and try to be funny. That's it, and that's all. So I'm happy to hear that. So I'll be looking out for you if you're ever in New York, let me know. Um yeah. and so um, so how do people find the book? That's what um I have my I have my own website. It's called uh it's the icelifebook.com. Ice. Life. T-H-E-I-C-E-L-I-F-E book.com. Okay. The icelifebook.com is my website. You can order it on there and um we'll ship it out to you. The website the icelifebook.com. Book.com, yeah. Okay, with the in front of it. Okay. Cause I, I have to go back and put it in later because um remember okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. So you guys know you can go to the website, uh the icelifebook.com yeah. and you can pick up a copy of the book. 
And uh, and what's the most surprising thing you're going to tell us in this book? Can you give us uh, something? Uh, I mean, or the funniest. like I said, it's funny stories about Muhammad Ali and uh, a lot of things that happened with me, me and Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. kind of really uh, molded me to be the person I was. Um, just being around him, he, he was just so confident. Mm-hmm. And I got I got his confidence from him, you know. So I got a lot of my confidence from him, mm-hmm. and being confident, and you know, whatever you do, right. put your you know, saying your mind into it and, and make it happen. So uh, there's a lot of great stories, and um, you know, to this day, uh, I'm 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 so uh, blessed to be you know to have been able to meet the man and spend time with him. That is amazing. So wow, that is amazing, and I can't imagine. Um, uh, it's. I can imagine if I was even in the room and I'd be like, oh my God, it's the great one. Uh, Cause he, he just, um, I just, I, I just remember like during the the sixties and I was a kid, so I don't remember like verbatim, but I remember the atmosphere. And um, all I remember is every time you heard Muhammad Ali on TV, all the African-Americans who maybe have not had confidence all of a sudden got confidence. It was right, like, right. Oh, he, maybe he's a I black man. Yeah. He's a nice looking black man yeah. who had uh a mouthpiece. He was handsome. Yes, he, was uh, handsome. he made a lot of people uh, happy. You know what I'm saying? To be black. Yes, and that was that. That's the right. for me. That's the. Right. He, he did. He said a lot of things that everybody would like to say, but he could say it. Yes. Um, and he was just a great person, and uh, you can't do nothing but love him. Even the people that hate him at the beginning end up loving him because they had this, they had respect for things he did and the decisions he made with his life. Right. Did you see uh, One Night in Miami with the one with him, Malcolm X, and uh, and uh, Sam Cooke? Yeah, I watched great. a little bit of it. I watched a little bit of it. I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't believe that it happened like that. So I kind of was turned off. I mean, I knew, yeah. I'm sure they all been around each other, but I don't think that it happened like the movie said. I mean, when a guy win a world title fight, he around a thousand people and everybody wanted to be around. I just can't see just all four of them in one room just sitting around talking. I just, I just couldn't see that. Right. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they point. spent time together. Right. And, they uh, did. Um, Cause right. I'm sure they probably had to consult the family to, to say that story. Right. Right. So I know some happened, but I don't think it happened like the movie. But exactly like that. Well, it, it, is movie. it is a movie. I mean, they got to, right, right. you know, they do a lot of movies. They lot they do a lot of things to make the movie uh right. watchable and, um, yeah, you know, if you got if you got all them guys, you know, together, people gonna watch. You know, oh, Sam yeah. Cook and Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and Ooh, what? Sam, you know, Sam Cook. So. Amazing, amazing. But um, Jim Brown, yeah. Oh, Jim Brown, I love Jim Brown. You know, I interviewed him once for the oh, SK yeah. Awards. Yeah, so it was fun. The back oh, yeah. when I was doing freelance work reporting. Yeah. Very nice guy. I liked him. Very nice. Guy. I've seen I've seen him a few times in my lifetime, and. He just always looked like a guy you didn't want to mess with. No, you he, don't want to mess with him, but he was he very come nice. off. He come off as a guy that don't play, you know, play no games. Oh, definitely not. He, he reminds me, he, some parts of him remind me of my dad, like he's firm, sure, this is how it's going and that's it. And I'm a man, let's keep it at a man level. Like that's, that's right. it, you know, ain't no, no games over here. Uh, so, but I was saying he was nice because um, I was a freelance reporter doing a gig and, um, and some of the other sports people, I'll just say, they were trying to make me um, frazzled somehow. 
Uh, and he didn't do that. He said, you know, this is great. You know, he was this very nice, kind guy for me. I know stories you've heard, whatever, but just, he seemed like a nice guy and the kind of guy that was like, hey, he's a nice man, you know? So somebody's, somebody's daughter's happy to have him as dad. Yeah, That's yeah, all. yeah. So. I said, yeah, I, I've seen him a couple of times in person. So it's kind of cool. Who is the most, um, let's say, if you can say it, who's the most famous person you ever met that didn't disappoint you? That was the right. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Okay. Ali. So that was okay. Yeah. And that's so great because imagine that's the one, the the butter, the man of butter swinging like a butterfly. I mean, I um I met Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan. Um, of course, I didn't spend time with Michael Jordan like I did with Muhammad Ali, but uh, he was a guy that I was nervous when right. I met him because he had been my hero for so long, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to. I was scared that he was going to be mean. Uh-huh. And I was, you know, I had heard some stories about him, so I didn't know how he was going to act, but he, he was cool. So Good. Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, I met those guys and never had no problem with them. So Good. it was cool. Like I, I've only, I've, in my whole lifetime, my whole career, I've only been turned down by one time, by mm-hmm. one fighter okay. for a picture. Oh. And it kind of it kind of blew my mind, but it is what it is, man. That's you know what, it, what it is. I won't ask who it is because I don't yeah. want to start no yeah, you have yeah, to go out yeah, go yeah. down get there yeah. get that title back again you know <laughs> and do that yeah. official hook of yours <laughs> yeah it just yeah it just i was i was, was kind of surprised but it kind of let me down but yeah it is what it is man. that's yeah. why i say you can't you know you just um you like guys and you know what i'm saying you you put them in a certain right. category you like them and but sometimes you know, you meet them and they kind of like let you down, but uh, I know, I bet you, I know. Only, only, it only happened to me one time, so, I, so I'm doing pretty good. Yep. After we after we finish, I'll let you know who I think it is. <laughs> All right. All right. After we off the air, but uh, but so so your last piece of advice, can you give somebody who's maybe thinking about boxing and may want to make it to the Olympics one day? What advice would you give them? Man, just whatever you do in life, man, you gotta give it your all. You gotta be disciplined. You gotta be, you know, what I'm saying. Had determination. Uh, you just gotta have a strong will. You gotta get up and do get, get the workout in, and you know train hard and uh, set your mind to it, and just and then just take it. Right. So, um, so um, what was the other question? Somebody had a question. One of my viewers had a question. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, and let me see, because usually the viewers are on, and we can see them, but I can't see them now. So, here's uh, what they say. Um, they said, um, okay, about the Olympics, and as far as the Olympics, who was his, who was your trainer in getting you to the professional ranks, uh, to the Olympics? I think you mentioned that. No, I, uh, I actually, when I first came back in 91, I was training with Jesse Reed, who was a great trainer who trained Roger Mayweather and Orlando Gonzalez. Um, him and my, uh, I had a guy, a sponsor who kind of took care of me. Him and Jesse kind of fell out. And we ended up going our separate ways, but it wasn't because of my father. Wasn't, it wasn't because me and Jesse broke up. It's just that he was taking care of me and that, you know, so they had fell out. So I ended up, uh, I ended up training with uh, Chris Bird father for the Olympic trials okay. in 92. But uh, yeah, Jesse Reed helped me a lot. Jesse Reed. And, um, you know, I'm sorry things didn't work out and everything, but uh, it just, it, it just ended up the way it did. Wow. And when you train, how long did training take? Like three months, six months, 10 months? Uh, I mean, for amateur fight, I would try to stay close. I, I would give myself two weeks to get ready. Okay. So I stayed in the gym. I stayed close. I kept my weight down. 
Wow. And if I got to fight, I'll, I'll be prepared in two weeks as far as. Wow, really? Two weeks? Really? Yeah, I'm saying that's why I said I stayed close. So if Ooh. I got to fight, I would, be, I would be ready in two weeks. But, um, yeah, you know, as far as the pros, you know what I'm saying? The longest I've trained for a fight was 10 weeks. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I trained uh, 10 yeah. weeks. So it was, uh, it was, uh, you know what I'm saying? It was, uh, it was tough, but you know what I'm saying? You got to do it. That's it. Got to do it. That's make it happen. That's how you made it to where you were at. Um, so another question someone asked was, um, was there any boxers that you didn't get to fight that you would have liked to? I was, I was supposed to fight Tommy Hearns. Oh, Terrence. I wanted, I wanted to fight Tommy Hearns and I wanted to fight Virgil Hill mm -hmm. because he was, um, one of the greatest fight heavyweights ever me and him. Train the same gym together, but uh, Eddie Fush would never let us spar. Oh, really? And, um, you know, I'm saying I always, I always wanted to fight Virgil. It's nothing disrespectful right. about him, but uh, you know, he won a lot of fights with a jab. Right. And um, I just couldn't see no fighter beating me with no jabs. So <laughs> I always wanted to at least spar. Him. But you know, his 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 major punch was his jab, and I just I wouldn't get hit with no jabs. So I just wanted to I wanted to spar him or fight him to see where, where I stood because he you know he's a legend. And, He's a, a a major legend in um light heavyweight boxing. Mm. I think he, you know what I'm saying. He got the um the record for the most the most title defenses. So mm. yeah, Virgil Hill and Tommy Hearns, two guys wow. who I really wanted to fight. Okay, so thank you. I saw I saw your fight with uh, Roy Jones. Let me see if I'm saying it right. Uh, I think it was Roy Jones. That's yeah. right. Uh, and um uh yeah, you got a mean left jab there. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm left-handed, so you know, I was turning around. My father turned me around, and my left hook and my jab was my two best punches. So I just threw, you know, I threw him off a little bit, frustrating him, and um, that's why he did what he did. But you know, it's boxing is a dirty game, man. Yes. I I put up a lot of BS, and um, you know, what I'm saying all all the negative things that happened to me in my life, my career, I still did some big things. So yes. I still can show people, you know, what I'm saying that I that I was the deal. Wow. Well, you are the deal and you always will be the deal because you didn't, you didn't did it. So like uh, no one can really talk anything if they haven't done what you did. That's how I see it. You know, what Thank I'm saying? You very much. I know I ain't been to the Olympics. I tried. I, I used to be into sports and stuff, but then I got out of it. So go figure. But that takes discipline and that takes a winner period, you know, so thank you so much for taking the time to come and check out on the town. Um, I appreciate you so much. And, um, you know, uh, anything in the future going on right now, just trying to do the book to book. Tour. We are, uh, you know, we try trying to get the book out there. Uh, I just want, I want the book to find falling in the right hands. Cause I know it's a story it that can be, be made into a yep, movie. I, was gonna say I that. know it can be made into a movie uh, for a kid, uh, a poor kid that, you know what I'm saying? That um, you know, my life ain't like it's my life isn't like a movie, so it should be a movie. Right. And like most guys come to it, they box, they get good, and they turn, you know, they they try to fight in the you know, in the Olympics and then turn pro and everything. I was a kid that lost eight years, came mm -hmm. back, turned back around, and I made a second chance for myself. Wow. And too many people said they did that. That is great, man. I, I hope that does because I was just gonna ask you, can that be made into like either a series? Or a movie, um, but yeah. I, see, I see both. I'm gonna try to get, get the book myself, and uh, and uh, see what I put. You know, I, yeah. I I like to write screenplays for fun, so I'm a okay. Yeah, theicelifebook.com. Check me out. Check I'm gonna check out. it out. I'm gonna definitely check it out this week, actually. All right. Okay. All right. And thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to uh, be on the show. I appreciate you, um, guys. Say goodbye uh, to Montel Griffin. We appreciate you so much. 
And um, thank you very much. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you've been watching On the Town with Tanya. I'm your host, Tanya. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, when next Sunday. Hey, peace.